Clovercrest Media presents All Four Downs Podcast. If you want to start your podcast, visit the website clovercrestmedia.com and learn how you can take advantage of full service with audio and video production. Visit the website clovercrestmedia.com. Welcome to All Four Downs, part of the CMG Podcast Sports Network. I am Joe Aguirre along with Ovi Muniz. And uh, last Saturday, the 2022 National Collegiate Athletic Association football season began its 153rd season and already OV some upsets and and some games we'll have to talk about there uh coming up in our second down today we're going to talk about the favorites we'll kind of get into that third down we'll take a look at some of the games this weekend we'll do our spreads we'll give you some overs unders maybe help you make a little bit of cash and then we do the final whistle. I've got a lot to say about the transfer portal. We're going to get into all that and so much more on an awesome first, first real episode for me this season episode of all four downs. I'm ready to do some college football. Ovi, let's go. First down. All right. As you mentioned, uh, August 27th, college football kicked off week zero. And I was impressed by three games. Now, the top game of, of that weekend was Northwestern defeating Nebraska 31 to 28. Head coach Scott Frost has got to be on the hot seat for another small margin of loss that he suffered. Okay. Now, last year, uh, Nebraska whooped on Northwestern, but it seems like there was a trend that every time <laughs> Northwestern gets beat down by Nebraska, the following season, they have an answer. And this time they did it in Dublin, Ireland. Okay? They went to another country just to pull that upset. Scott Frost got to go. Plain and simple. He's now 5-21 in these one score games that is completely unacceptable he had a 28 14 lead in this game inexplicably goes for an onside kick oh. and 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 to me that's uh, the the risk and the reward I, I i i just don't see it you you need to win that football game you're handling in control your defense was playing well up until that point why and obviously it blew up in their face from that from that point on. And, and you have to start to ask yourself some questions about Scott Frost. I mean, I know he was he's a legend at that school, but Nebraska's had some serious issues the last couple of seasons, especially under his leadership. And I know the boosters can't be liking that too much, Ovi. No, not at all. Especially look, you mentioned the score that they blew, but they blew the lead twice. They had the game. They were ahead in the first half. Let it go just before halftime to take the lead back in the third quarter only to lose it in the fourth quarter. And, you know, you got to give credit to Northwestern because, you know, they did play solid defense. They did move the ball. They ended up controlling the game in the fourth quarter. It seemed like they built that momentum. They found their identity in the second half. So you got to give credit to Northwestern. But for Nebraska... Uh, I give it another couple of weeks. If these guys start like 0-3, I think Scott Frost will receive that pink slip and move on. Another team that looked impressive but suffered a loss was the Yukon Huskies. 
Now they have Jim Mora as the head coach. First game, I mean, he was frustrated that they lost, but I tell you what, I tell you this. Last year, Utah State just smacked the hell out of UConn. I think it was over 50 points, okay? I think they lost, yes, they lost 31 to 20, but the momentum that they had stopped because of these, these alleged penalties that's supposed to happen didn't happen, especially the pass interference in the end zone. Uh, I think UConn was playing a terrific defense, but every time that they played terrific, there was always a flag, killed the momentum. I know, like Jim Morris said, there's no excuse. You can't blame the refs. I feel like you should because this game could have been closer. Win or lose, UConn looked impressive. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to go and win out because they do have a hard schedule, but there's a big difference between the team from last year to this current team. Yeah, listen, that 1-11 you can't football team was god-awful. Uh, to, to make a turnaround like they have, Nathan Carter is definitely something special. Um, huge day, 190 yards on the ground. That's how you're going to win football games if you're UConn, is you're going to have to pound that football and play some defense after a 14-0 lead. Uh, you know, I, I know the faithful were feeling it. I think when you look at where this team was a year ago, where it is now, and, and as you said, you know, uh, I, I heard Jim Moore talking after the game. He was very upset because this was a winnable football game for them, but probably not right now. Like you said, in a couple of seasons, those are games that UConn, they're going to be able to figure things out and hang on and be able to pull out wins there. Uh, but it, it's definitely a good feeling, OV, to see that, there's expectations now for Connecticut and you know the record might not reflect it this year but I, I think the product that you see in the field will will definitely make it worth everybody's while second down week one begins this week which is normal opening season during the Labor Day weekend all right this year is from September 1st through the 5th and the majority of the games are playing on Saturday uh, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati reached to the college football playoffs last season. After Alabama defeated Georgia in SEC championship, Georgia got its revenge and won the national championship. Can Georgia repeat this season? Can Bryce Young win and be the second player ever to go back to back and win the Heisman? And other potential candidates, there's a whole bunch of candidates for the Heisman, including Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama, who could be the first defensive player to win the Heisman. But this season, AP polls, the coaches polls, DraftKings, and any other betting uh, uh, websites out there, they have Alabama as the favorite to win it all. Also, behind them, they have Ohio State, Clemson, potentially making it to the college football playoffs. So I'm gonna ask you, Joe, and we start with the very first question. Can Georgia repeat this season? Uh, that defense is mighty good. And defense wins championships. Bryce Young will be a year older and a year wiser. But some of his best weapons are gone. You know, how often can Alabama just keep hitting the reset button throwing a Heisman Trophy winners all over the place and I, I I would say right now 
I feel like Georgia has got to feel pretty good about the spot that they're in. That that's yeah, and 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 again to be they get to go into 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 Bama right with the with the underdog mentality, and you know that's how the dogs do, All right? Right, Obi. Uh, I, I think I, you, I can you say that instantly. If, if I have the same players come back, but you're talking about that defense that half the roster went to the NFL. Now you got a, a young defensive players, majority of them in their sophomore year, right? That probably don't have that much experience compared to these veterans that already left. You're also talking about Stetson, the quarterback of Georgia, who knew that he wasn't going to get selected in the NFL to stay, which forced JT Daniels to transfer to West Virginia, all right? But if it wasn't for Alabama, with their one of their star wide receivers went out right and if it wasn't for that defense because you can't trust Stetson okay Georgia would not be where they were would they be at you've seen it when they lost the SEC championship I feel like they got lucky winning the national championship but we were talking about Alabama who got all their starters coming back plus some with all these transfers high elite players I don't think they have a chance and I got a feeling and even though people are, are putting Georgia in the college football playoffs I don't think they will make it to the college football playoffs to be honest with you I think losing the SEC championship could get them out of contention with a lot of competitiveness that's going on with the rest of these conferences. you got ACC Clemson making a comeback you got the Big Ten Ohio State is trying to make a comeback because they have their revenge against Michigan. So there's a lot of factors. And in week one, we have probably a college football playoff scenario that will affect them coming this winter. I got to tell you, I'm just looking at Notre Dame's schedule. And it's horrifying. Have you seen it? They starting off with Ohio State. Oh my God! Yikes! Oh man, they got BYU in here. They got Clemson in here, and they finish at USC. Oh, I was like, I wonder what Notre Dame schedule. I haven't really got a chance to look at it. Maybe there was no no sleeper there. Yikes! I bet you Notre Dame doesn't finish in the top twenty-five. Hey, they got head coach Marcus Freeman there that could guide them to the right direction. I just don't feel like they're going to start on the right foot, okay? But they could make a lot of noise, a lot of upsets for other teams that are trying to make it to the top. But, you know, you got to at least win all your games or maybe with that one loss. But could that one loss be crucial? But you're right. It is a hard schedule for Notre Dame. They got to go to of- Navy. I mean, that's a trap game and a half. Coming off a loss, probably to Clemson. Oh, boy. Well, I don't like that. <laughs> well, I'm I'll fairly tell you certain what, of that I, now. I'm tell you, we're not going to see a team like Cincinnati going into, in there. So don't expect uh, AAC to be there. Uh, maybe you might get two SEC teams, maybe. But if Georgia's not there, maybe two Big Ten teams. So it's, it's a toss-up. It is. It is a toss-up. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Yeah, 
That's going to be my sleeper team this year. I'm looking at that sketch. They'll they'll blow one or two in here like they normally do, but it, th this is a really this is a really decent schedule. It'll be interesting because you know Baylor, which is the Big Twelve champions of last year, they could make a lot of noise. Potentially, they could move up. Also, that could be a big surprise. You mentioned Oklahoma, and they got a new head coach who is defensive minded, so that could probably improve that team. But you also got to understand is is that they lost two quarterbacks. Spencer Rattler went to South Carolina. You got, uh, who was his name? Caleb, who went with his head coach, Lincoln Riley, to USC. Yep. So what type of offense are we going to see? But then again, for the last decade or so, Oklahoma's always been consistent with Bob Stoops, Lincoln Riley. Now they got a new head coach. What Could, could they maintain that momentum? Or can Texas Longhorns, which is... If I'm not mistaken, this is their last year before they move on to the SEC, mm -hmm. right? Let Sarkeesian be able to lift that team and take them to the promised land. That's um, that's not going to happen. No, <laughs> no. Oh, boy. I'll tell you, you know, it's... On the one hand, Ovi, you know, you talk about the super conferences and, and and whatever the plan might be for the future. Man, some of these SEC teams, um, boy, you know, to have to play Alabama every year uh, is why would you sign up for that? You know what I want to sign up for is in October to see the Texas A&M Aggies at Alabama and see if they can still pull it off and defeat Nick Saban. That's that's the game I want to see. Can they pull it off like they did last year? They're not. I mean, no. Hey, no, and I'll tell you too. They're they they got a rough stretch of games leading up to that too. You got Miami. You got Arkansas. You got Mississippi State. And then you're at Bama. Yeah. You're 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 gonna have gotten your brains beat in a lot there. You might even win some. You probably win a couple of those games. You're you're gonna show up at Alabama and you're not gonna be ready to play Alabama. Yeah, I'm gonna say Bama probably goes 14 and 0 again. I'm gonna say that they lose the national championship game. I don't know to who yet. I'll let you know on that. I do right think now, Bryce Young. I do think Bryce Young wins the uh, the, the MVP, the Heisman Trophy, uh, and and then ends up, uh, you know, in 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 as a top five pick. I I don't think so. I, I have to disagree there. I think C.J. Stroud was deserving last year. I know he they, he lost the first game against Oregon, uh, but he bounced back. He persevered and he took Ohio State as far as up until they got knocked down by Michigan. Uh, should Ohio State or finish undefeated this season, that trophy will be for C.J. Stroud. Uh, if it's not him and Clemson ends up finishing undefeated, then I could see their quarterback, uh, D.J., and I'm not going to kill his last name, Ugalele, if I'm not mistaken. That's it. I could see upset there, right? But it's just hard to predict for – and I'm not saying Bryson is not deserving it. I mean, he did well. But if you could see the pattern, uh, since Archie Griffin won it back-to-back -back in the 70s, 
you know, you never seen anybody repeat themselves back to back. And I just don't see Bryce Young, especially that they have the offensive line. Now we could argue back when Mac Jones was the quarterback. Why didn't he win the Heisman? You know, they got the same offensive line, the 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 elite and everything else, they're protecting them. Why would he win this year? That's why I say CJ Stroud should be the favorite to win. Well, so he's also the defending champion, Bryce Young. So I think, you know, again, what if this guy has a better season than he had last year? They go undefeated to win a national championship. Come on. Put up better numbers. Put up better numbers than what he did last year. Well, he's got to, I think. He's got to he's got to match or do better or he's definitely not going to win it. Third down. Here we go. Spread it over under. You make the choice which one you want. And we're going to start with Colorado State Rams versus the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan is favored 30 and a half. The over under is 61 and a half. What is your pick? I am going to take the I'm going to take the over in this game. I think Michigan's going to light it up, but I think I think the Rams will score a couple of touchdowns, and I think Wolverines will score a bunch, and it'll be a little bit more than 61. All right, McNamara is going to be the starting quarterback, but he will not for week two. All right, so this is a quarterback by committee. I um, hate that, but that's fine. That's something that uh, Harbaugh is doing over there in Michigan. So yeah, we'll Jim Harbaugh should reinvent the quarterback wheel. Idiot. No. <laughs> But I'm taking Michigan with the spread. I think they're going to blow out Colorado State 30 and a half. Oregon Ducks versus the Georgia Bulldogs. Seventeen, huh? Seventeen point spread, 52 and a half over under. Oh man, I'm going to take the Ducks in those 17 points. I think this is going to be. I I I don't think this is going to be any more than a two touchdown game. I think it'll be even closer, but yeah, too early. Too early? I'm not going to say it's not early. I don't think Oregon's the same, especially they're, they're under a new head coach. The Georgia Bulldogs will pull pull it out. They win over 20 against Oregon. All right, UTEP versus Oklahoma Sooners. The spread is 31 points. The over-under is 57 I'm going to take the points on UTEP. I think Oklahoma wins the game. I don't think it's going to be that close. We were just kind of talking about what that offense is going to look like. We're not exactly sure, so I'm not exactly sure. And maybe, maybe they win thirty to nothing. Uh, you know what I mean? I just thirty-one. That's a lot of points for I think quite a bit of uncertainty. Look, if it was just a different uh, conference, I would agree with you, but. I got a feeling that Oklahoma Sooners will use this as practice before they uh, play any Big 12 games. So I'm going to take the 31 points in favor for Oklahoma on this one. Uh, what do you think? People, give me a score on that one. What do you think? Like 70 to 4? I mean, it could be 40 to 3 or something <laughs> like that. All I right. mean, but the over-under is 57. So I don't know. I don't feel like betting the over-under on that one. So I'll just take the 31. Uh, BYU versus South Florida. 12-point spread for BYU. I'm going to take the under in this game. I think they'll put up low low 50s in this game. Right. 15 and a half is the over-under. You take an under. I'm going to take South Florida and the 12 points, okay, because 
Gary Bohannon is a former quarterback of Baylor, which led the team to win the Big 12 championship. Therefore, he transferred to South Florida. He's going to get the job done and upset BYU. Oh, all right. I like that. It's a little up. That's a little upset city. <laughs> Rice versus USC. This spread is 32 and a half. Over under is 61 and a half. I'm going to take the over on that. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I think I think USC puts up a lot of points. I think I think uh, Rice will score a couple touchdowns in this one. We'll, we'll go over 61 and a half. Hmm. I'm going to say a slight edge under 61 and a half, maybe 59, 60. I got a feeling that I think it'll be locked at 61, and a lot of people will lose that 0.5 points there. So I'll be careful with that 0.5. <laughs> I'm sorry, bad math. I just I, I got 56 points. You got 56 points. I was doing. I thought I had 66. I I did the math wrong. I meant 56, and so I will take the under. Fair enough. Miami versus Kentucky, 16 point spread. I'm taking Kentucky with uh, 16 points. The over under is 54. What do you pick? I'll take the over on this one. All right. Notre Dame. Fighting Irish versus Ohio State Buckeyes. 17-point spread, favored Ohio State, over under 59. I'll take Ohio State, given 17. Hmm. I like it. I like it. I'm so sorry for you. But uh, I'm taking the under 59. I think this is going to be a good defensive game. But I'm taking the 50, uh, under 59 points. It's going to be a really good game until the middle of the third quarter when Ohio State scores 24 unanswered points. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, man. You better hope they do. <laughs> That's a highlight reel for me. <laughs> All right. Utah State Aggies versus the Alabama Crimson Tide. 42-point spread. Listen, I've watched Utah State play UConn, and if UConn can make it a game, bye-bye Utah State, Alabama. I'll gamble. I'll throw some dices on that one. 42 points. I'll take it. Alabama. Yes. Week one, first game for Bama. Did They're going to be Utah State, though, it, bro. It's going to be forty-two to nothing. Just middle of the third quarter. They're going to pull Bryce Young out of the game, and there's going to be no more scoring in this one. Um, so I get concerned on that. I'm going to take Utah State and those points. I think they can keep it under forty. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Put the money in there. I'm gonna do it. Money in there. I want to start. I, I'm gonna sit there. I'm gonna turn that game on. Like I'm up 42 points. What's up? <laughs> See what happens. I'll, I'll, I like my odds. So you're taking 42 points for Utah State. I am. You are. Yeah. It's gonna be like 49 nothing at halftime. Watch. <laughs> but you're still taking Utah State 42. Yeah, because Utah State's gonna have a big second half. Nick They're gonna Saban put up three scores to. Nobody lightly. Nick Saban coaches all the way to zero in the fourth quarter 
It's going to be like 49 nothing at halftime. Watch. UL Monroe versus the Texas Longhorns, 37 and a half. It's going to be the... I'm going to take the under. I agree with you there. I'm taking the under. Texas Longhorns got to show me that they can put up points. Kent State versus the Washington Huskies. This is our last game. 23 point spread, 59 and a half over under. If Washington can't cover 23 points, then, I mean, really. I agree with you there. If they can't, then that's what's wrong about the Pac-12. Right? Dunzo. <laughs> right. The NCAA Board of Directors has adopted some new measures. Measures that are designed to assist with the mass influx of athletes who have entered the draft, uh, the transfer portal, including a dedicated transfer window for players to enter the portal. That's right. When it comes to football, there'll be two separate periods, a 45-day period and a 15-day period TBD. You can have some freedom when we tell you you can have it. The board also shelved a proposal that I know Ovi would have hated. It would have allowed players to transfer unlimited amounts of time with no penalty. But we know it's never been about the students or the athletes. Instead, the transfer windows, which go into effect in the 2022-2023 season, will allow only 60 days per year for athletes to enter the portal, as I mentioned, broken up into two segments, and they'll maintain immediate eligibility for first-time transfers. Now, all transferring athletes will be guaranteed financial aid at their new school through completion of their eligibility or completion of an undergraduate degree. That might be the nicest thing that's coming out of this deal. However, quite a few coaches have expressed frustration at this seemingly never-ending roster movement that has become so commonplace since the portal was created. We know how much Nick Saban hates it, and the whole system was really honestly designed for his benefit. Now, the NCAA board also voted to get rid of the independent accountability resolution process. They created that just three years ago. And the reason they got rid of it is because the number of cases that have been referred to it have slowed down the entire process. So the board will be accountable instead to itself. What could possibly go wrong there? They even introduced new rules to limit causes for appeals, to increase the standard for overturning appeals, and to make arguments instead of oral written. And then lastly, the NCAA will limit instances of extending the timeline for decisions to, quote, extreme and clearly defined circumstances, end quote, which are neither extreme or clearly defined. Uh, those measures take place January 1st of 2023. They can't agree on an expanded postseason, but when it comes to controlling the student-athletes, oh boy. These guys certainly are willing to compromise. Funny how that works. Thanks for checking out this week's episode of All Four Downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. For Obi Muniz, I'm Joe McGuire. We'll catch you back here next week for All Four Downs.